It's a great holiday to just celebrate, and you hear it, and we've talked about it for a few weeks, you know. You can hear that phrase over and over again, happy holidays, happy holidays, happy holidays. And what we're celebrating is like something that's a little deeper than happiness, joy. Joy that would rise up from within us and uh, just in any scenario allow us to have that positive, overflowing joy that the community around us desires. So the first week we looked at the difference between happiness and joy and kind of landed at the reality of experiencing uh, an overflow of joy when you're obedient to Jesus. We looked at uh, the enemy of joy, if you will, the one trying to steal the focus, anxiety, and what worry can come after us at and how to overcome that through some some points we grabbed out of Philippians 4. So hopefully that strengthened you. Or if you weren't here, you can listen to that on the message archive on your app or in on the website. And then last week, we went, like, did this thing where we did the first two talks. And then we backed up and said, well, how do you get into this joy thing anyway? And it's through belief and looked at some illustrations of those who believed and put their faith in what God had challenged them to do. And uh, so today, what do you do with all that? You know, what happens when you have joy then? And what's the target? What's the goal? What's God's intent with giving us this thing in our heart called joy? Well, you can find it uh, in, in Scripture here, like John seven thirty eight says, Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the Scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And you're like, well, what, 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 what? They're going to drink of Jesus? What are you talking about? You know, um, he's saying anybody who experiences, anybody who believes on Jesus, anybody who puts their faith in Jesus, rivers of living water will flow out from them. God's design for you and me is that we are full and overflowing with joy, hope peace, love. That's what we celebrate during Christmas. That's why God sent his son Jesus. It begins with you. You're the source. If you make that decision to put your faith in Jesus, you become the source of a river of living water, this joy, this peace, this hope, this love that goes out to the community around you. It can impact individuals. It can impact communities, organizations. In a world that elevates charisma, personality, uh, you know, looks over talent, you know, we, and we're going to give the tallest person the bonus versus the one that's a little shorter, you know, just this world that's so on the outward, there's something that God planted on the inside of us that makes a bigger difference than the outward. There's something from within. And so that's an overflow of joy. We read it in the first week, but John 15, 11 says this. I've told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Your joy will overflow. Um, Big idea today, joy is meant to overflow. Pretty simple, right? Joy is meant to overflow. Speaking of joy, uh, we have a little fun back there. Maybe you saw it on your way in. But... uh, Uh, We have the opportunity to serve alongside a bunch of businesses in the Chamber of Commerce and the community. And the the Chambers, the the Chambers the Elf is here. 
back next to the table. And you can take a selfie with Chambers the elf. Now here's the cool part about this. This little elf travels from business to business in the city. And just creating an opportunity for fun and, and people to take their picture and create like a hashtag on social media, either Instagram or Facebook. But here's where it's interesting. Uh, when you take your selfie with that, you're entered into like a prize from one of the businesses in the community. But, uh, but here's what's interesting is by us taking pictures and selfies with Chambers the Elf back there, uh, not only will we find ourselves on the Chambers social media feed, but we'll be inviting anybody following that to church next week because the invitation's there. So take advantage of that. Just a little fun today. Just a little joy. Not as fun as those lights around your neck, but it's still fun, right? you got to love the elf on a shelf. Uh, so jumping back in, we're supposed to have joy, right? So this season of joy, what makes us have fun? Well, you can't overflow unless you're filled. So first, we ourselves need to be filled with joy. Like initially, before we can overflow, we have to be completely filled with joy with joy, and that comes through faith in Jesus. Like we said last week, that comes through belief. That's where we experience joy over happiness. And uh, so, you know, you might know those people that are always happy. You might know those people that are uh, always up, if you will, around you. Um, Well, that's the challenge that, that God has for us, is to be those people that even in bad or good are the ones that are just gonna take the joy path, going to take the, the path of optimism, and because he desires that your joy would be brought to others. That, like, that's the joy factor. Um, think about fountains. I don't know if you have ever thought through this, but I think some of the most beautiful fountains, whether they're the kind that, like, bubble up here and then go to another level and then another level, or whether they're like the fountain in a backyard that kind of becomes a creek, the thing that makes them so cool is levels. Well, how do you get that? First, the top one has to be filled, then it overflows to another, and then they channel that overflow to whichever direction they want to make it. The most beautiful fountains overflow into additional fountains. Well, that's kind of the most beautiful people are those around us that overflow. Like their life gives life to people. And that's what God's desire is for us. So church is this place that's intended to inspire further life. Like that that just, we would be filled up to overflow so that we can spill out all over the community around us. And uh, so our thoughts today are like around this, right? The first thought today is overflowing joy gives hope. So this is the thing that like is flowing through us, hope. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God is the source of hope, will find you completely with joy or will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love a great cup of coffee. 
Anybody like coffee out there? I'm, I'm all about it. In fact, I like hot coffee. So I'm different than others in that way. I like it to always be hot. So I'm going to carry one of those tumblers with me, right? And I've got like a 16-ounce size. I've got a 12-ounce size. And I want to uh, fill it with coffee and keep it hot. But there's a trick, and you discover this if you're a tumbler person. When you put the lid on, it can be messy, right? Unless, unless you, you got the trick. So I ask them, when I go, maybe you've been a barista and served me. Here's, you, you've heard me say this. Uh, if you say, uh, would you like room? Because they usually ask that. Would you like any room? And I go, oh, room's way overrated, right? I'll, I'll drop that line all the time. I don't know where I came up with it, but I just say that. And so sometimes, like, they'll challenge my, my room's way overrated, and they'll get it right up to the, <laughs> the ledge. And, I'm, and you deal with this, like, obstacle, because you're holding the lid still. People don't want to touch your lid. So, you know, the, lid, the, the cup is placed on the counter, and you're looking at it, and you're going, I have a choice. You know, do I, do I see if it spills on the counter? Do I take a sip? What do I do? And the trick I discovered is that if you open up the lid, on the, uh, you're holding the lid. If you flip open the little like hole, man, that thing could be open to the rim, and you could still screw it on, right? Because it'll let the air go out. This is a science experiment. But if not, if you don't open that and you push it down, the air is like solid to the water, and it spills all over the counter. And I, I did that the first few times I had it. So if you're a tumbler person, you you know this experience right here, right? Well, that's what this scripture is talking about. This scripture is saying, will be filled completely. So when God is, is giving us joy, and when we're be, being filled with hope, it's complete. Like, we just got handed the cup with all the way full to the, to the top. No room. So now, we have the chance to potentially overflow on those around us. Like, that's how much God wants to fill us with joy. Paul writes this to the Romans to encourage them, hey, be filled to the rim. Room is way overrated. Be filled to the rim because that's the only way you're going to have a shot to overflow. In fact, overflow with confident hope. Much like last week, there's a parallel here with, with uh, trust or belief, as we talked about last week, and joy. Because as we trust in him, because we trust in him, being Jesus, we will be filled with this confident hope. Or that's what overflows ultimately from our life when we put our faith in him. So when we're celebrating Christmas next Sunday, and, and again, next Sunday is a family service, so kids will all be in here with us uh, at 10 o'clock, same time. But when we come together and we celebrate Jesus being born and you have this manger scene, like the whole fact of our being able to put our hope in, in Jesus and the whole reason God sent Jesus is so that then we could receive that confident hope through faith in Jesus. So that we could walk out a life that pours out into those around us. I get a chance to represent you in the community. Uh, go out and and just do interesting things for, uh, to just build community, to make an impact, uh, to, to serve the city around us. And one of the areas that I was in this week, uh, representing you, I was in a, the development of career uh, a pathway, new like design for the Sumner School District that will help 
people uh, find what they're going to do for the rest of their life. So I'm in this like brainstorm group for, for career and pathway for the Sumner School District. Yeah, a pastor, weird. And then I was in this, uh, uh, I, I was helping people get gifts for the Bonnie Lake Giving Tree. I was handing out gifts to those in need in the community that we helped give towards. Uh, I was uh, helping develop community. I did a community forum and was helping develop uh, community forums, like this, this community summit for the White River School District. And so I'm sitting around the table with different leaders from administrators to uh, business leaders in multiple communities, and many times I'm sitting there in a room full of tentative people around a table, and I'm filled with confident hope, but I shouldn't be because I'm the weirdest person to be at any of these tables. It's like, what's the pastor doing here? Like, this guy owns a business, and so a career pathway makes sense for him. You know, so it's just kind of funny when you go around the circle. But so then why am I able to speak with confident hope at that table? Well, because of the joy that is overflowing within me. In which then, this is what's interesting. The confidence that comes out of like making recommendations for the future of our community to, in different groups. That confidence of being able to shape opportunities to give back to those in need within our city. In different circles. That confidence coming from my relationship with Jesus overflows into others in the room. And that tentativeness goes away. And all of a sudden you have people willing to be authentic and genuine and just share ideas. And I love being in those spaces. And every once in a while you get to share what your secret sauce is, which is Jesus, you know, which is kind of fun. And allow him to get the glory for what's stirring through us in this community. Confident hope comes from joy overflowing. That's the only way I wouldn't feel just so insignificant in these rooms at times. That's the only way I can explain it. Through the hope we carry in our lives, we can bring an overflow of confident hope to others, organizations, communities, wherever you find yourself. You are the initiator of that river, that flow of living water. So don't underestimate the impact you can make through the Holy Spirit that's at work within you. Tomorrow I'll be at White River High School. It's going to be fun. I'm going to challenge them to have big ideas for our community. And uh, so I'm kind of excited. My daughters want to be in my group. And I'm encouraging them. You do not want to be in my group because I'll, I'll be hard on you. I'll make you think big and pull jokes on your friends. So it's going to, I'm going to embarrass them. I'll say dilly dilly often. I try to have fun when I go into rooms like this at, at schools. And you introduce yourself and what you do. So I, I, I will introduce myself as something weird. Often, I think the last forum I did in a school, I introduced myself to the group as a model for the big and tall shop. And I, I'm not tall. So then they don't know whether to laugh or not. You know, so you just let it rest in silence for a second. Tomorrow, I think I'm going with the I'm a sock model for those with thick ankles in catalogs just to see if they think it's funny and watch my girls turn multiple colors of red because they're in one of the forums. So it'll be kind of fun. I love messing with those. But where does that joy come from? That's like not just personality driven. That's, that's Jesus driven. Like it comes from within to be able to just embarrass yourself for fun you know so anyway thought two overflowing joy gives peace it gives peace to those around us isaiah 49 13 says sing for joy O heavens rejoice 
O earth. Burst into song, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on them in their suffering. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you heard it right. You read it right. This says, sing for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst into song because you've suffered. (laughs) Where does this even make sense, right? That we could have joy, that we could rejoice, that we could burst into song because we've gone through suffering only because God would comfort us in that suffering. Like that's the God we worship. That's God that sent Jesus to earth. He had such compassion on us that now we can receive this compassion and rejoice in it. Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 puts it this way. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. When we started brainstorming for this final talk in the series, that's the verse that just resonated with me, saying, man, we have to find a way to share. In all of the joy talks that we're doing, we have to find a way to share the reality that we can rejoice, we can have joy, because we've been comforted. We've got to be able to turn our sorrow, our hurt, the things that have come against us, into joy that we can give away. And this verse, comfort in such a way that we have received, that we can comfort others. I mean, there's songs about it, right? Tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. These two things go together. So again, a season of maybe a trial in your life, when life is just punching you in the gut, When you are following Jesus, there's something deep within us, joy, that rises up and can give us comfort. When we've gone down a path of life we thought we weren't going to and we just think we're getting dealt a raw hand, God can comfort us in that moment. And guess then what he's preparing you for? A purpose greater than you've ever imagined. He's preparing you to be able to comfort others in the same way you've been comforted. And that's the challenge presented to us in that scripture. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. That comes from joy. That comes from hope. That comes from peace here, right? A peace that would get us through all of our troubles so that we can then pour out into others. It opens our eyes. When we're comforted in a season of trial, it opens our eyes to the power of God in our own lives. And guess what? It opens others' eyes to the power of Jesus in your life. You can say you go to church. You can say you follow Jesus. But when they see you make it through something that should have dominated you, they're like, how did you make it through that? How are you still happy? How can you smile? How can you rejoice? How can you still... You know, and they start to 
to question and wonder. We turn that untimely death in, in the family into comfort for other families experiencing loss. We turn that loss, I think, of, of Charity Water uh, and the, one of the biggest stories they've ever had in their history of bringing, you know, raising money and bringing clean water to uh, those who do not have clean water around the world. Uh, a nine-year-old, Rachel Beckwith, was uh, killed while doing a fundraiser for Charity Water. She, she had done a birthday fundraiser, wanted to raise $300 to, to give towards uh, people building a well. And her birthday happened right before this horrific accident that took her life on I-90. And she had fallen short of her goal of $300. And uh, so her church that she did that drive through decided, you know what? We're going to see if Charity Water would reactivate her campaign for clean drinking water. Uh, and in her death, this nine-year-old's death, maybe life could come. Well, sure enough, millions were raised by those who just felt the pain of this loss. You just go, God can do so much when we allow him to work in the most horrific seasons of our life. He can turn that challenging pregnancy into comfort for other women experiencing the challenge of pregnancy. I think of how many times we've been able to encourage those that are having troubles getting pregnant because we had troubles getting pregnant. We turn that resurrected marriage into comfort for other marriages that need to be brought back to life, that are just living undivorced in their homes. We get to do that through re-engage in the stories that you're going to continue to hear at Open Life through Reengage are unbelievable. Don't despise troubles, trials, hardships, because God will utilize these to bring others the same comfort you experience. It's like our troubles become a gift to be given away to others. And, but it's only through a relationship with Jesus that we can endure them. So John 14, 27 puts it this way. Jesus says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Wow, Jesus. Wow. This gift of peace we get to give away. Thought three. Overflowing joy gives love. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 1 says, Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that God, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. But they're also filled with abundant joy, which is overflowed in rich generosity. See, it doesn't make sense, this overflowing joy for these people. They're the poorest. They're the ones facing the most trouble. But all of a sudden, they're generous. This is the power of God to turn things right side up. Not upside down. God comes in and turns things right side up the way they were supposed to be. One of the 
the best overflows of being filled with joy is when we are quick to think of others beyond ourselves. That's a witness to our faith in Jesus. Because Jesus came to serve others. He came to be the servant of us all. And so when we want to allow this joy to, to overflow, oftentimes it's seen in acts of generosity to those around us. It inspires us to give to others. And that's interpreted as love. Philemon 7 says it this way. Your love has given me much joy and comfort. There, there they are, right? Joy and comfort. My brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. See, joy is made clear through generosity. I want to take a moment to appreciate someone in the room. I'm not going to make you walk up here or anything. But Chasse, you're back there. Yeah, don't you love to be the focus of a room? Can you just wave your hand or say hi? And she, she has a brand new baby in the home. And uh, Chasse, we have a gift for you. Uh, just to, to be generous to you to say thank you for serving four years as our preschool director. And uh, we want you to be pampered. I know your husband's already pampering you all day since you you know, have brought another one into your home just to create chaos and play zone defense. But uh, you've served faithfully. And I, I read a verse like this that says, you know, your love has given me such joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has refreshed the hearts of God's people. So Chasse has, has directed the preschool for four plus years-ish, you know, and just faithfully, just week in and week out, helping make sure that the right supplies are there and the right curriculum. And uh, she's going to raise some kids and focus on that for a while. But I wanted to say thank you, give this gift to you, applaud you. But as awkward as this is, because I know she's feeling awkward right now, but the, the, the reality is she's the one that has more joy than us because of pouring herself out and refreshing those kids week in and week out and week in and week out. I mean, that's joy makes us be generous with our time and our talents and our treasures because we get then addicted to this cyclical process of, man, that felt good to be a giver. That felt good to give of my time. That felt good to serve this community in that way. That felt good. And we just get addicted to this process of joy. That's how generosity impacts us. And just thank you, Shasse, for modeling that, that heart of a servant and the generosity that flows out of joy. So we do appreciate her. Um, so it's often the best power we hold as a witness to our faith is our generosity. It's often the biggest power we hold to our faith is, is how we serve others unconditionally without any strings attached. We just give of ourselves. People don't want to know how much you care until you show how much you care. So when we serve others generously... God opens up this cycle of joy in our life. It's beautiful. So we read it the first week, but I'm going to read it again. John 15, 10 through 11 says, When you obey my commands, you remain in my love, 
just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Um, I'm landing this talk early. So uh, I'm going to pray for you today. This is actually the same length as the service next Sunday right now. We're, 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 we're shooting for an hour here, right? Uh, it says that our joy will overflow, and that's what I'm going to pray for your life. But as we've read throughout the context of this series, man, the first step that you need to take to access this joy is to put your faith in Jesus. It's to put your faith in this baby that was born in a manger 2,000 years ago, plus years ago, to a virgin named Mary, how God demonstrated his love so purely for us that he sent his son. That's what sets Christianity apart from any other faith in the world is that our faith is not generated on our doing, on our behavior. It's initiated by God's love for us. He started it. He sent his son Jesus for us. And Jesus, birth to death, was testified and affirmed so many prophecies about the son of God that we can put our faith in him and the promises eternal life. But not just like eternal life insurance do we get by putting our faith in Jesus. We get joy overflowing now. And so that's what I want to pray for you but I want to pray not only for you to experience joy, I want to pray for those that are going to experience the joy flowing out from you. And maybe you're saying right now, I don't have joy flowing out from me. Maybe you're looking at your life in the mirror, and if you were honest, you would say, I need, I need more joy. And I should be giving joy away, but I, I'm not. Well, I, I just want to believe that God's going to fill you with joy today. And you're going to be able to take that joy to your work, to your home, to your neighborhood, to your community and make a huge difference in the hope, the peace, the love that is evident there. So God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for all the scriptures we've been able to look at over the last four weeks. This gift of joy is unreal. But we know that gift is wrapped in the name Jesus. Jesus is the essence of joy. And we have the opportunity to experience joy that overflows into the lives of those around us by, by putting our faith in Jesus. So today, Lord, if there's some here that have walked through the door to, to, to hear what's going on in, in, in the scripture, in the Bible, and they've heard about joy today, the way to experience it is by putting our faith in Jesus. So if that's you today, you can simply invite Jesus into your life and start experiencing this joy by praying and inviting him to be your Lord and Savior. So just pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I choose you today. I choose to follow you today. I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I want to experience this joy that we read about and hear about today. And I want to be able to give it away to those around me that need it so desperately. For all of us in this room, Lord, for wherever we're at, Give us a joy that intentionally overflows into the lives around us. May our neighbors experience the joy we have. May our co-workers experience the joy we have. May our family experience the joy we have. 
Lord, to the holiday meals that we're about ready to experience in a week, to the gifts that we give, may they be something that would overflow peace and hope and love and joy in a way they haven't before because we understand what you're doing through us. Living water going out into the community. I just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And I pray for everybody to experience the fulfillment of comforting others in the same way they've been comforted through this overflow of joy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.